Welcome to Simply Happy Conversations. I'm Narelle King, wellness and organizational coach and yin and nidra yoga instructor. This podcast will help you create more time using organizational strategies so that you can start to simplify your life and prioritize your health. I'll be sharing conversations with other health and organizational experts and solo episodes with tips to help you simplify your life and prioritize your health. Hi, and welcome to Simply Happy Conversations. I'm Narao King, and in this Simply Happy Conversation, I'm talking with Susanna, a Finnish mother of two living in coastal New South Wales. She's also a blogger and occasional photographer, and she has her own podcast, The Nordic Mum, that explores happiness of the Nordic countries and how simple, slow life is available to us all. And in our conversation, she shares ways to incorporate the Nordic way of life to your life and tips about feeling hooker, during summertime and also wintertime. So this interview is also a video recording that you can also watch on YouTube. So let's jump into this Simply Happy conversation with Susanna. I have today on Simply Happy Conversations, Susanna from the Nordic Mum. She's a Finnish mum with two children and living here in Australia on the New South Wales coast. And she has a podcast. She's also a blogger and she is a photographer as well, which we'll have to definitely dive into a little bit more. So welcome, Susanna. Thank you so much. Oh, it's so good to have you. I love listening to your podcast and your beautiful interviews you have with amazing people all around the world. I would love for you to tell us a little bit about yourself and maybe something that people don't know about you. Yeah, well, you you gave it away in a nutshell. <laughs> Did I? <laughs> <laughs> I'm from Finland, but I live in Australia. What people don't know about me? Well, I'm a fully qualified pilot. It was my dream to fly planes when I was younger. So when everybody else had Madonna, Michael Jackson, you know, posters on their walls, I had posters of of planes in my wall. And I still have this one plane in my bedroom in my parents' house, which I still remember. It's called the Konlinke Marine. It was a marine spotter from the Dutch uh, military. And when we moved to Australia, I knew I was going to make my dream come true, that I want to be a pilot. So I was flying up until I was ooh, 38. Oh, no, I wasn't 30, 32 or 30. 32 weeks pregnant. Oh, by the way, by law, you can actually fly plane longer than you can be a passenger in a commercial plane. Hey, that's <laughs> interesting. Learned that as well. And then went to have my first one in 2012, my son Luke. And then I returned to flying three months later while still breastfeeding. So my husband was with the baby at the, um, you know, at the tarmac or waiting at the (laughs) hangar while I went flying and did my uh, lesson with my instructor. And then I came back. And it wasn't until I found out that the week that I was pregnant with my number two, um, like a year and a half, oh, yeah year and a bit later that I passed my private pilot license and I told the instructor when we landed by the way I'm pregnant again and the instructor was like oh my god we just passed you just passed thank god I was like why it's like I'm so worried when I'm flying you because when you're pregnant that you're gonna have the baby in the plane (laughs) he's a man he doesn't have a wife so we forgive him. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, congratulations! Go. That's fantastic. <laughs> and so, what about now that the kids are a little bit older? Do you get um, no, I haven't been out for a very long while. I would love to, but it's one of like those things that it's like when you do it, you have to do it consistently. You can't just go every now and then, and then it's like you you get rusty, and you know things change as well. So you have to keep yourself up to date of what is the latest, you know, information, not just about the planes, but the uh, maneuvers and how to get off from the um, 
actual airport. So, and it kind of makes me sad that I haven't done anything with it. The idea was when I was getting my um, private pilot license was that I want to do my commercial pilot license. And I started studying and I had booked to go and do all the um, exams and booked to do all the lessons. Um, but I couldn't. I had morning sickness, day sickness, evening sickness, night sickness. So every morning I had to call the airfield and said, sorry, I can't come. I'm sick again. <laughs> Thankfully, the lady who always answered, she was like, she was a mother of three and she was like, yeah, I understand. And in the end, I just have to kind of abandon the idea. But I know that I'm a pilot. I know how to fly a plane and it's not a skill that a lot of people have. And it's kind of in my back that maybe one day I will do something more with it. So, yeah. Definitely, definitely later on when the kids are a bit <laughs> older, possibly. So yeah. tell us about the Nordic Mum and your journey to developing the business. How long it's how long you've had it for? Yeah, so I had a product business. Taking a step back, I had a product business, which I started when my son, my youngest one, was about, ooh, just born, actually. She was not even a year. So this was with 2015. And it was... Uh, the Finnish baby walk box which is like the box that the Finnish government gives all the mothers in Finland which has the mattress so the baby can sleep in the box but then it has all these goodies that uh, the baby has for the first six to nine months of his life. So I started the business here and two years into the business I realized that we have to invest more money for it to make uh, profitable so it was making money but not enough it to be feasible and I was having I would say a little burnout because I was so desperate to trying to make the business work that I have forgotten to take care of myself and midst of thing I started to podcast because I had like creative need to express myself and I just felt that the business just wasn't you know doing anything for me so I started the podcast I didn't have a website I had nothing I just blocked my iPhone headset to my laptop and started recording my thoughts so if you go and listen to Nordic Mom podcast, the first episode is about myself, about my family. And then I was like, oh, this is boring, just talking on my own. I need to invite people to my podcast as a guest. So I started doing that. So I started recording women who were in business as well, who might have started at the same time and that I've made friends over over social media or whatever. And I started recording it. And actually, it was episode 52 when I actually had a website up. And from there onwards, I only concentrated talking about Scandinavia and Nordic lifestyle, how the Nordic live their life and I have website and all the episodes and the blog post there. So that's how it also started and that's where it actually is at the moment. So I don't have business as such. Um, I don't sell anything except, you know, I'm writing and producing content um, that I then use myself in my podcast and, and on my socials and on my website. And is there something behind? What about your writing um, that you're doing as well? <sighs> Yeah, so so there's two things. So I talked earlier before we started recording yeah. about my book. So I've also have started uh, writing with other publications. So I just got one which was about the slow living and minimalism. That was um, and in a publication called No Sidebar. So it was uh, published there in their website. And idea for me is to get more into writing to other publications. But the other thing is my book. So I'm twenty two thousand words in. <laughs> for my, my my book which is going to be hopefully once I get to 30,000 I can start editing it and it's about Nordic lifestyle about how to take it slow and how the Nordic people have still managed to kind of hold on to that simple lifestyle and living like with their means and not being too greedy and too in the materialistic way because I find that when I go to Finland it's a, and, and go back home it's always kind of wake up call it's that oh you don't have to be in the rat race for the next thing and uh, buying the next thing and it's more about just 
enjoying life as it is. And and that's what I'm trying to capture on this book in terms of, you know, what the nudic lifestyle is and how you can capture it and live the same way wherever you are. Yeah. So maybe share with us what what are some of the top tips that you would recommend for people to start to incorporate like the Nordic way of life and slow down? One of the main thing is that we are more connected with nature. So we always, no matter what the weather is, go outside. So when I moved to Australia, when it rains, nobody's outside. Everybody's just like, where's, where's everybody? I'm the only crazy woman with two wet, very wet kids in the playground and there's nobody else there. So it's about connecting with the nature. And I know like we have beautiful beaches and lush rainforest in this country, but I find that people just don't enjoy them as much that they perhaps could. So I think connecting yourself with the nature is number one. Like for us Scandinavian Nordic people, it is like a must that we are connected no matter when we live. And there's a word called free loops live, which which means about outdoor living. And outdoor living, you go no matter weather, no matter what the weather is, you still go and you still enjoy it. So that's my my one thing. Other thing is that enjoying the moments, which comes for the word of huge, so huga, uh, who meek viking accent, so yes huga meek viking who wrote the book about um, how to live it with cozy and huga means cozy contentment and that's about enjoying the moments that you have we don't have to go and create these huge things and think about it oh for me to be happy and content with life i need all these things and i need to make this huge thing about it but it's just about like having a cup of something hot and just looking out from your window that there is a moment and enjoying that can bring you so much more pleasure than getting all those things and buying new things and thinking that you have to create something more than what it actually is. So maybe for people who have just who have never heard of hookah, could you like expand a little bit more, give a few more examples. I love the night like a light and how it sort of creates the atmosphere. I'm pretty sure it was your podcast and you were talking to, oh, she lives in Germany now and she's from Finland. Yes, Um, Megan. Megan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Megan is uh, married to a Finn. She's actually That's American right. and they live in Germany. Yeah. So huga, 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 however you want to say the word means contentment. So I did an episode recently about how you can have it even in summertime. Mm, so how I you can that. be content and, and it's not about creating any. So for example, for us here in Australia, it could be just that you go for a bike ride with your friends and you just have stop to look around you and you stop there to explore the surrounding nature or look at your kids playing in the woods. And that is their contentment. People use it in contentment and who get the cozy moment is drinking coffee, glazing into the fire and um, having music in a background or reading a book. All that is, you know, coziness and that is contentment and that is hookah as well. But you don't have to have that. It can be just having a barbecue with your friends and just sitting down once we're not in lockdown, <laughs> sitting mm-hmm. down and with your friends and just having this meal and having this cozy atmosphere and just sharing your thoughts about what's happening in the world and what is happening in your life. And that there is cozy. That is contentment and get as well. That's beautiful. And I will put a link to the summer episode because I thought that was beautiful because to me it was like really relatable because they're things that we do in Australian culture. So for you moving to Australia, have you noticed what, what sort of things do you see as similar between the two cultures? Do you know what? I found that 
living in Australia is much like living in the Nordics because I lived in London for nearly 10 years before I moved to Australia. And I find that I never really connected with the, the UK culture as I did with the Australian culture. I think there's a lot of similarities. We are more in synergy of who we are and we are more kind of laid back and relaxed. Aussies are maybe a little bit too relaxed for my liking. <laughs> the, no word poli policy. And uh, when they reply you, no worries, you're like, well, does it mean yes or no? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so almost had too much of the kind of, you know, too much of, um, you know, being relaxed. But I think we are very similar in that way. We both like to, you know, we both like to explore the world and we like to, you know, talk about life and we like to explore, you know, looking at things and debating about things. So there's a lot of similarities. And I find that because people are all over the place in Australia, we are lots of people who are from different cultures and they have a different cultural background. So it's kind of like Europe, all, you know, all these things, all these different cultures here. So it kind of made me maybe feel more contentment here than it ever did in UK. Although I lived in London, which is like uh, the metropolitan city and it has all these different cultures, but I found London was just so busy. People are always in a go. It was too busy and there was no enjoyment in life as much as I found in Australia. Yeah, and I'm sure that even the connection with nature is something that's similar. Like my family are from um, Holland, um, my dad was born over there and came to Australia and um, I've been back there several times and I just found, I don't know, I even felt like I'm at home when I went back there, it, that connection, <laughs> nature and so many things actually. It's interesting. Some of the things I think you talk about on your podcast, I'm like, oh, I remember that from a child in my own family, my own like immediate family or even from my dad's family. There's um, lots of crossover that obviously from Europe that make their way yeah. down or up, um, <laughs> you know, from the countries. Um, so what about, tell us the journey of then coming to Australia. So how long have you lived in Australia for now? So I arrived 2008. So I was working with the corporate corporation in London and they said, okay, we have a job going in Sydney, but before you come to Sydney, you need to go to Auckland for a period of time. And I was like, ooh, and you know, like Lord of the Rings and all that was in my mind. It's like, yay, you know, oh, it's a tough luck, but yeah, I will take it. So I went to Auckland for like four months. I lived there with a girlfriend of mine and just loved it. The country, it was beautiful. And I was actually offered a job to stay in Auckland. And I had to call my husband, my boyfriend at the time. It's like, oh, what do you want to do? Do you want to come to Auckland or do you want to go to Sydney? And he's like, oh, this is a difficult choice. <laughs> but then he was like, we've already sent everything to Sydney, so we have to go there. So we moved to Sydney. And 2008, I worked in a corporate world. I was a global quality director for this big multinational company. I traveled the world. I was, you know, two weeks in Papua New Guinea, back for a week. Then I was gone for five weeks to Singapore, back for a week. Then I was gone for around the world. While I was pregnant with my, my first one, I went around the world, I think, two or three times. Uh, flying from one you know point to another business meetings and conferences and it was very exciting lifestyle but after I had my son 2012 I knew I was never going to go back to that company I loved them they were the best you know thing ever happened to me without them I wouldn't be here but I just knew that that lifestyle and that kind of just life wasn't for me anymore but I've loved you know Australia and I still do and my husband is like it's like UK but it's more relaxed and you can you know go on your life more freely than you perhaps can in UK and I was like oh, I think it's more to do that than just being like in the UK but he's a Brit so he's a pommy okay. so so we excuse that for him <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, that's beautiful. So have you got any plans? Like, did you have plans to go back at all or you're happy staying here in Australia? Um, we were really like open when we came. We were thinking maybe we stay for a few years, then a few yeah. years turned to three years, four years and five years. And it's just like we were having really good jobs, both of us. And we were just enjoying the life without children, before children. And when the children came along, it was just comparing what we would have in UK versus yeah. what we would have in Australia. You just can't measure it. We have this beautiful house. I'm looking at see over from this computer behind you and I'm like you could not have this in where we were and even though we miss family and friends we just know that the quality of life is so much better here so no we didn't have a plan to go but now that the the kids are old I'm due to talk with my husband what about moving back there but now with COVID and everything yeah yeah it's just not an option at the moment (laughs) yeah yeah so it's actually making that decision for you right now to just enjoy enjoy where you are (laughs) absolutely apart from obviously remote learning Mm. (laughs) so tell us about um your your own day like um whether you have a morning ritual or a night ritual that helps you relax or or you know start off on the right foot for your day or maybe you just have one or you have the other or both well I was thinking about this and I was like well my morning starts so early like sometimes it's 5 30 5 o'clock because my kids are like bling they're very morning persons and uh, I have no choice except get up with them and we're probably out from the house like seven o'clock this morning we were at the beach walking the dog so that once we got the dog um, about a Mother's Day, it was a Mother's Day gift. Oh, not no. sure for whom. <laughs> <laughs> so mummy is there walking with the dogs, the three dogs, my my two sons and the fairy uh, four-legged dog. So I'm walking them at the beach and that's like my morning routine. But I firmly believe it's the evening routine that it's more important mm. because the way you end your day is more important to me than the way you start the day because if you end your day badly and you don't have enough sleep you're sorry I'm gonna swear you're screwed when the next day comes <laughs> so so my 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 thing is that you have to be able to finish your day the right way so my for me it is after the kids have gone to bed I usually have a cup of tea or something to drink and I read a book before I go to sleep so that is for me that kind of gets my mind out of things reading a book is is really important and then you know making sure I don't have devices um, in the bedroom so they're all in the living room or the kitchen so I don't wake up and like start looking at it first thing yeah. and um, that is for important and making sure that I don't go to sleep too early because I've had the happy particular now in a lockdown I've fallen asleep next to my kids in their bed and then I wake up like I go to sleep by seven o'clock and I wake up like 10 o'clock I'm like oh my gosh this is so bad <laughs> I'm so bad now so yeah so having that kind of downtime before you go to sleep and having uh, enough sleep which is uninterrupted whether it's five o'clock that you wake up but just making sure you have enough hours mm. to sleep to me is more important than the morning routine which of course I have routine and it includes my my hot drink on my moving mug <laughs> that's gorgeous I think that I love those the that tip of the night routine and it's like that um, mindset isn't it that mm. If we finish the day on the right foot, you know, we'll be able to start the day as well in a positive mindset. Um, what a beautiful routine, though, the morning to be able to take your dog to the beach every morning. We're not far, but it's like a, you know, 20 minute drive. So, yes, I'm very jealous. And one day, <laughs> one day I would like to live closer to the beach and just have that to be able to step out and walk out there. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. I'd love for you to share your podcast and um, your website because also on your website, you have some downloadables um the dessert 
ebook that people can grab as well. Um, do you want to share how they can connect with you? Yes. Yeah, so the best place is to call the nordicmom.com. And as, as uh, Narelle said, there is a downloadable. So if you want to jump in my emails, you can get um, Nordic Desserts uh, ebook, which is like 10, 11, 12, maybe uh, desserts that you can make at home. And that's quite popular with people. And then you have all my podcasts. So nordicmom.com forward slash podcast. And most of the podcasts have, have actually a blog post. So some people prefer to read it. Others want to um, listen to it. And there's also, I've started doing separate blog posts, which I'm, you know, trying to do blogs about more than just about nudic lifestyle, but it's kind of generic stuff as well, but that's kind of ongoing. And then, um, of course, you can find me on all the socials as the Nudic Mom and Instagram and um, Twitter and then on Facebook, Nudic Mom Susanna. Oh, beautiful. And I'm sure people will um, love, especially, I, I just think your interviews are amazing, but your tips when it's just you talking as well are, are great and relate really well to our Australian culture and are easy to implement. So, yes, I definitely highly recommend people jumping over and having listened to your podcast as well. Thank you so much, Susanna, for joining me today and sharing your tips about slow living as well. Pleasure. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much for joining me for today's Simply Happy Conversation. If you'd like to reduce your stress, improve your mood and support your immune system, then join me for an introduction to yin and nutri yoga. Over five short 10-minute online lessons, you'll start to feel calmer and more rested. Head to simplyhappy.com.au in the resources section and start today. Mm-hmm.